The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Main Street Vegan here on Unity Online Radio. I'm Victoria Moran, and I'm your host. And just tickled to death to be, we're going to be talking about something today that I used to think was impossible. It's almost like saying, yes, and today our show is going to be about unicorn sightings. You know, something that you didn't think could exist, and then if you live long enough, oh my gosh, here it is. Well, the thing that seemed just as unlikely as unicorns 15, 20, 30 years ago was this phrase, vegan bodybuilder. I remember years and years ago, there was some sort of, of upset and, and trouble over in, I, I believe it was Lebanon, and the phrase was being bantered about a lot in, in the media, Christian militia. And I remember hearing this lovely Church of the Brethren minister. They're a pacifistic, um, sweet, sweet uh, denomination. And he said, Christian militia, how can that be? Well, you know, that was what vegan bodybuilder used to sound like. We knew even a long time ago that if you ate a plant-based diet and whole foods that you could lose weight, 
your blood pressure would normalize, your cholesterol would go down. If you had active heart disease and you were eating a really clean and low-fat plant-based diet, that you'd actually clear that gunk out of your arteries. Dean Ornish's work showed that way back in the late 1980s. But the idea that you could actually build great big muscles just seemed like, oh no, that ain't happening. Well, guess what? (coughs) It is happening all over the place. Aha, note to self, (coughs) when you are drinking something on the radio show, don't make it coconut water with the pieces of coconut floating in the glass. I'll remember that for next time. So if that happens again, we can just blame tropical fruits. So, as I am just chatting with you in our first few minutes before we bring on our wonderful, wonderful guests, we're going to have a great big gorgeous bodybuilder guy and two lovely women. And we're going to find out if with the women, if they're called bodybuilders or if they're called fitness models or if they're called something else and just figure out, you know, you never know what maybe you could do yourself. One of of my clients, my vegan lifestyle coaching clients is going to join us in a couple of weeks in the first nine minutes and just talk about what's happened to her in the past year because she's just a regular person like any of us, you know, sitting out here living our lives and watching TV and things. And, And now she's running half marathons, got to her goal weight. Everything is just where she wants it. Amazing things can happen when we switch to this way of life. Amazing things for us and certainly Amazing things for the animals and the planet. So just to update you a little bit about what's been going on with me, I just love living in New York City because I get to see all of these wonderful vegan movers and shakers. So some of the things that have happened for me in the past week, let's see. I was on the Mary Lou show on uh, Monday morning. Y'all know Mary Lou Henner. Her first claim to fame as an actress was on Taxi way back when, if you remember Taxi, and she's done so many wonderful things. And she's also done a lot for health. She helped her husband through a a cancer situation, and and she's just such an inspiring person. So I was on with her, and I think uh, we're going to return the favor, and she'll be on with us uh, in the wintertime. Had a lunch with Sarah Gross. Sarah Gross is a lovely young woman who, with her partner, puts on the New York Vegetarian Food Festival. You know, if you want to do something, even if it seems outrageous and extraordinary, you just don't know if it's outrageous until you do it. So the first year that I went to the New York Vegetarian Food Festival, I came up out of the subway and I saw all these people in a line around the block and then around the block and then around the block again. And I thought they were buying tickets to a rock concert because what else would cause people to be lined up for three blocks? The New York Vegetarian Food Festival. So that was very cool and fun. And they're going to be doing that again in early March, the first weekend of March. Had a nice dinner Sunday evening with Ginger Burr. 
Ginger Burr is somebody that you might want to know if you are a fashionable sort of person. Ginger is totalimageconsultants.com out of Boston, although she works with people all over the place. She has a wonderful book and video program for image consulting. So for people who are a little bit, ah, you know, nervous about dressing and that kind of thing, she can help out a lot. So that was a, a wonderful connection. And then we had a Main Street Vegan Academy reunion dinner. Oh, that was fun. We went to the new location of Peace Food Cafe in Union Square, and it was just a lovely, lovely time. Now, obviously, we have people that come to the Academy for five and a half incredible days to get certified as vegan lifestyle coaches, and they come from all over everywhere. I mean, we've had people come to New York from California, from Montana, um, from Australia, Germany, all over the place. But for our little reunion last week, it was mostly people who were kind of local, but we had somebody come in from Boston and somebody was in from Colorado. Colorado and somebody else was in from Florida. So it was just really cool. And now this is interesting. You can tell me what you think about this. Every time we do the Academy, we have a whole lot of really interesting women. Well, 13, 14 is our cap for the Academy. So we have 13 women and then we have a guy. Every single program, we've had the one guy. We've never had no guys, but we've never had two guys. So at the reunion dinner the other night, We had the lovely Zachary Koval, PETA's sexiest vegetarian next door last year. And he's just so charming. He's just so used to like, okay, I know I'm going to be here with all these women. And it was just wonderful to see him and all the women. And then we went to a place near Union Square called Chloe's Fruit. And that is a soft serve kind of fruit ice cream place. So when I say ice cream, I say that kind of hesitantly because it's not super creamy, you know, like ice cream or, or vegan ice cream that's got the fat. So it really gives you that kind of mouthfeel. And yet because it's done like soft serve, you get that sort of Dairy Queen feeling and it's all made from fruit. So the idea of having a vegan ice cream parlor that you can go in in the summertime is just so much fun. Now I share all this with you, not to just say I live in New York City and we have all the cool stuff, but to give you ideas. Where do you live? Could you do a vegan ice cream parlor? Why not? Somebody has to. And so Maybe it is you. That's how all these great things happen. Somebody gets the idea and then they go forward with it. So the final thing that I want to tell you before we bring on our wonderful and hyper fit guests is a little message from my daughter, Adair. You all know Adair from when she used to be my co-host when we first started the show. And you know that she is um, doing all this wildlife rehab and saving the birds and the small animals. So she has reinvigorated her blog, which is Harlem Farm dot blogspot.com. That's harlemfarm.blogspot.com. And you can go there and you can see all these wonderful pictures of Adair and her 
pigeons and sparrows and songbirds. She's not licensed to do songbirds, but she gets them and takes them to the Wild Bird Fund where she also works. And the cute little ratties that she tried to save earlier in the season. She's even got a video of one of the little baby pigeons. And what's normal for a baby pigeon is is just to squawk for weeks. And that's just uh, <laughs> how it works for pigeons. And, you know, I don't think until she started working with these birds, I'd ever seen a baby pigeon. I guess the mom and dad just really protect them till they're ready to go out in the world. So do check out harlemfarm.blogspot.com and take a look at what Adair is doing with all the critters. And stay with us through these messages, and we will be back with Bodybuilding Vegans. Stay with us. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com. Amazon.com or your favorite bookseller. You're listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan. And I am so excited because I'm going to be talking to some really, really pretty people. So first, I would like to introduce you, since ladies first, I'm going to introduce you to uh, to Danny Taylor. And, and Danny is a personal trainer, a nutrition coach, and co-owner of veganproteins.com. And she is the co-organizer of Plant Build, and we're going to find out what that is. She's responsible for overseeing the success of several athletes of Plant Build, and she specializes in competition training leading up to the show. Danny has lost almost 100 pounds. Ta-da! 
and went from being overweight and unhealthy to an accomplished athlete and personal trainer who helps others achieve and exceed their goals on a vegan diet. Welcome, Danny. Thank you and for I, having me. It's great to be are, here. Well, your story is so inspiring. I mean, I'm keeping off over 60 pounds for nearly 30 years. Congratulations. And, you know, it's just... <laughs> It's the kind of thing that isn't supposed to happen. You know, statistically, they say that um, if anybody who loses more than 25 pounds, the likelihood of keeping it off more than seven years is 2%. And there are just people all yeah. over the place who are changing that statistic. So let me just... Yeah, it, um, it, 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 it can totally be done. <laughs> things can be done that we just uh, never suspected. And also with you today is Giacomo Marchesi. Oh, I just want to say that over and over again, but we'll let him say it. I want to say Giacomo Marchesi. Reminds me of my dad. My my dad's parents came from Italy, and he just uh, he could do the wonderful rolling lilt uh, when he spoke Italian. So so Giacomo has been bodybuilding for about twelve years. Is that correct? And uh, yes. And he has won all kinds of competitions for a long time. Now, correct me if I'm right. You were actually a raw food bodybuilder, but vegan all the way yes. through, vegan now. And um, you got to go to this website, everybody, plantbuilt.com. It's sort of like going to one of those art museums in Europe and just looking at the statues, except these are real people. So, Giacomo, welcome. Welcome, both of you. So, let's start Thank with you. Thank you for having you. us here. Oh, you're welcome. So, let, <clears throat> let's start with you. So, just how did all this start for you? Did you know any vegan bodybuilders when you got started? Well, we're a pretty small community, and I actually um, was fortunate enough to um, connect with a couple people on veganbodybuilding.com, and the rest is history. We stayed connected. Uh, several of us competed together uh, throughout the years, but on a, a much smaller scale. So, in other words, um, for example, Derek and Derek Treesize uh, and Ed Bauer have competed together. Um, I've competed with Robert Cheek and Jimmy Sicko together, but not, never on a large scale. N nothing like what Plant Built is. Yeah, well, tell us what Plant Built is. I know that I've mentioned it a few times on the show. It's coming up this weekend for anybody who's listening live. It's going to be in Austin. So what's the big deal? So the big deal basically is is that um, we've, through the community, we've we reached out to, to friends and, and fellow vegan athletes um, and basically said, hey, you know, why don't we all compete at the same show at the same time to make a positive statement for veganism and show that uh, body built by plants can be done. Um, it's all started back uh, in the winter last year. Danny and I were at uh, an Atlanta Veg Fest. And I ran into Tori Washington, another one of the members of our team. And, um, and I was so inspired because, I mean, he's a, he's a very accomplished pro bodybuilder, vegan athlete. It was my first time meeting him. And I said, hey, you know, why don't we do, why don't we do this? And, and that's how the idea started. And then everyone jumped on board. And, and here we are only two days away from competing together on stage. No, that's going to be great. I so wish I could be there, but I know you're going to be posting it all over everywhere, and it will kind of be like those of us who aren't there can feel like we are. So tell us, for either one of you, and, and both of you can just jump in, and let's just have a conversation here. 
Is it more difficult to build muscle when you're eating plants than when you're not? I don't I don't think it's more difficult per se. I think there are certain people who are more genetically inclined to put on muscle more easily than other people. Some people are just naturally very skinny. Their bodies want to be skinny. It's going to be harder for them to put on muscle whether they're vegan or they're not vegan. Um, the problem is that uh, people just think you can't build muscle eating plants because, you know, where do you get your protein? Um, and it's just not true. Uh, if you're eating enough calories to put on muscle, you're getting enough protein to put on muscle regardless of whether you're vegan or not vegan. I actually think there are lots of advantages to putting on muscle as a vegan versus not as a vegan. And what are some of them? The biggest one, I think, is recovery. Um, In order to put on a lot of muscle, you have to not just eat a lot of food, but you also have to train very hard. You have to lift heavy weights. You have to be very consistent. And basically, you're making little tiny tears in your muscle fibers every time you're doing it. And the real magic happens when those tears heal and recover. That's when you get stronger. Um, And vegans take a much shorter period of time to recover than their meat-eating counterparts. So you could hypothetically get back in the gym and train harder, faster than somebody who was eating more acidic meat and dairy foods, uh, giving you an advantage over them. That's my Very favorite cool. advantage of eating a vegan diet. <laughs> so tell us, and, uh, and I'd and love to hear I've, this from, from both of you. How do you train? I mean, those of us who just kind of go to the gym three or four times a week, look at you and your your discipline, it, just your organizational skills are so remarkable. Go ahead, Jeremy. I want to tell them how you train. Sure. Um, and, that's, and that's basically what it, what it boils down to is, is consistency and finding, finding what it is inside you that drives you. Because, you know, it's like anything else. If you put the hard work in, you're disciplined about it, and you're consistent, it's going to work. Um, and then, of course, you know, it, it helps take it to the next level when you really pay attention to, to the time that you're putting in and, and what you're looking to get out of it. So um, as a bodybuilder, I, I train for, for um, hypertrophy, which basically means that I want my muscles to grow as much as possible, as quick as possible. And, um, and what that means to me is I try to stay within an, an eight-repetition uh, range, and I like to train with three weights, um, um, in the gym, I try to get to the gym, you know, anywhere from three to five times a week, and um, and I make sure that I, I don't miss don't miss my workouts, basically. How how about you, Danny? Um, uh, I do the same thing. My biggest thing is that I see a lot of people go to the gym, uh, and they're just they're just kind of going. They don't really have a plan when they go there. They're just going there to get a workout in, but they don't necessarily know what they're going to work out or how they're going to do it. So my big thing is it's always better to have a plan. Otherwise, you're just kind of wasting your time. Um, and not, not everybody knows how to build a plan for themselves, and that's fine. There's lots of help out there to help you do that. But as long as you have that plan and you make sure you're hitting all your body parts, um, you can feel confident that change is going to happen, uh, you know, depending on what your goals are. So I, go to, I lift weights five days a week sometimes six days a week, and I do cardio about three or four times a week for about a half an hour um, at varying intensities. Uh, I'm not actually competing this weekend. Uh, I'm just training several of the competitors, but 
uh, competition training is pretty different than what most, what your average person would consider like just staying fit and healthy and in good shape. Yeah, I read Robert Cheek's book, um, <laughs> Vegan Bodybuilding, and I had no mm-hmm. idea that the kind of intensity and, and the way that the diet shifts when you're in training mode for a competition and when you're just kind of, of you know, recovering and, and being normal. It's really a science. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty drastic, and it's something that I try to make a point that people understand. You know, I have a lot of clients who come to me, and they want to look like the people on stage. Uh, and the truth is, those, even those people only look like that for, for a couple days the days of the show, because it is pretty extreme to get to that point, and it's not like they're just walking around looking like that year-round. Everything everything shifts to a very, very precise science of getting your body to look the way they look when they're on stage. Now, that is really interesting, because I think about all the women who want to look like the women on the magazines, and they don't look like that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just like that. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of dieting down. Um, and it's it's not it's even most competitors would say as much as everybody loves looking like that for the day of the show most of them will openly admit no I don't look like this all year so yeah, yeah. it's pretty much the same thing as the airbrushed uh, airbrushed people on uh, on magazines. <laughs> so Jacomo, tell us more about Plant Build and how did you develop this and what's your vision? So so basically. Um, my my vision is that I wanted to create an open atmosphere for um, anyone who is interested in competing um, in the sport of bodybuilding on a vegan diet because it, it is intimidating. However, when when you're in a, a team type atmosphere, it's it's a lot more welcoming and um, and it just gets more people out there showing that you can build build a um, you know plant strong body and the, you know bodybuilding is is um, it's a very meat and dairy centric um, lifestyle. So basically, um, it's even frowned upon to, you know, saying that you can't build muscles with anything other than than uh, basing your diet primarily on animal products. And and I just don't find that to be the case. I've I've competed before on a standard American diet about 11 years ago, and um, and then after that, I I pretty much went vegetarian and vegan and. Afterwards, I found all of my my you know my strongest uh, strength increases and um, accomplishments as a vegan. So it it can be done, and, and we need more people out there there doing it. So that, that was pretty much our vision to have a team, sh- you know, so that it was indisputable that it that it can't be done, that it can so, be done. <laughs> so what's happening in Austin it's this awesome. weekend? It, it's a whole it's a show. It's not all vegans, but the vegan team will be part of it. Is that it? Right, right. It's actually a very large show um, with lots. It's not just a bodybuilding show. They have powerlifting competitions, CrossFit games, uh, volleyball, arm wrestling. So there's a lot of different fitness competitions going on, and it is certainly not a vegan show. Um, So we just happen to have a vegan team. And what we found to be really neat last night as we were laying everything out, we have a vegan in almost every single category of different classes of bodybuilding. Um, So it will be kind of neat to see how everybody places within their own category. Uh, Pretty excited about that. (laughs) That's fascinating. So the show overall is called the Naturally Fit Super Show. So if anybody wanted to go to that, that's where they would look? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that yeah. correct? And we actually had a link on plantbuild.com if that's easier to remember as well. And um, and on the main page, um, you'll see that you can buy tickets. So that way, if you're um, you're interested and you're local this Friday at uh, 3 p.m. and this Saturday at 10 a.m. will be going on. You'll be able to buy tickets uh, using the link on our website, and you'll be able to also find out more about the event itself. Okay, and uh, that is in in Austin. Uh, vegan heaven. Uh, <laughs> I always talk about how New York is such a great <laughs> vegan place, but there are, there are lots of pretty heavenly vegan places around. So how were you able to fund something this massive? Well, actually, um, we, we don't have any uh, major fundraising efforts done uh, to this point. Up until now, we've, we've just basically, you know, we had an idea and we wanted to make it happen, so we, we just, you know, we did our best to personally invest in it and 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 try to see it through. Uh, we have printed uh, some T-shirts, so if anyone's interested in supporting the cause, um, on the back of the shirt it says "Vegan Muscle Team." On the front, it has our our team name, Plant Built, and you can find those shirts for sale at veganproteins.com. And um, all of the proceeds will go to this nonprofit um, organization. Oh, that's very cool. Well, I need to get one from my former trainer who's vegan. My current trainer is vegetarian, uh, but my vegan trainer, mm-hmm. you know, it's so funny how we run into to people. The, the manager at the gym said, well, I think you'd like this woman. And, you know, I hadn't really been working out much then. And I went on Facebook and I saw her picture and she was just like this goddess. And I was just mm-hmm. so upset. I thought, how how does that manager think that I would want to work out with somebody like that? And I took the laptop <laughs> into where my husband was sitting, and I said, look at this woman. He thinks I want to work out with her. And my husband's looking at her and says, well, if you do, can I watch? <laughs> <laughs> she was just she was so so wonderful, and then went on to work with kids. But uh, yeah, we're out there. Yeah, and and her roommate yeah, yeah, actually she made him vegan, and um, and he's doing the vegan bodybuilding thing. So it's becoming a force to be reckoned with. So yeah, where did you come up really with the so name we- Plant Built? Hmm. Oh, I think it's actually really neat that uh, we have a uh, we have. 20, 20-ish competitors, give or take, uh, and we thought that was huge. But as this sort of picks up steam, you know, we hear from people all over the world who are already doing similar things um, and, you know, who maybe want to be part of the team next year. But it's just they're out there. There are plenty of strong, healthy vegans that are out there that are, you know, at a competitive level too. So yeah, it, it yeah, could turn yeah, into a very, yeah. very big thing. Now, we've just got one minute left in this segment, but I want to know, what are you going to be eating right after the show? <laughs> We're going to um, a food truck, um, Arlo's Food Truck, uh, for some for a celebratory meal on Saturday evening after the show. So uh, pretty much, as long as it's vegan, it's, it's fair game. <laughs> Very good. Okay, well, I hope you can stay with us. We're going to be bringing uh, Stephanie Rice on in the next section. And just, uh, I do want to find out the difference between what happens when the ladies do it differently from how the men train and eat and work out. So stay with us. We'll be back with more vegan bodybuilders and plant-built wonders right here on Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio.
you know that the Buddha gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that Jesus gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that both these masters taught exactly the same thing? And guess what? They did not teach the law of attraction. They taught the great paradox of prosperity. You can have anything you want. Why, you can have things you don't even know you want. But not by wanting them. Instead, put your attention on the vibrant presence of the divine within. Do that and your life will change. It has to. That is the natural order. Want to crack the code on the great paradox? Get Janet Connors' The Lotus and the Lily. Available everywhere great books are sold. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan. Thank you so much for listening in today or in some future time via the podcast. If you happen to be listening live and want to give us a call and talk with the wonderful athletes that uh, are with us today, the call-in number is 888-558-6488. Nine. Now we have been joined by uh, another guest, another competitor, uh, Stephanie Rice. She's from Portland, Oregon, and she's been a vegan for a year and a half, has been lifting weights for over 10 years, and was an NCAA Division III All-American in softball, and currently races small yachts and competes in cyclocross during the fall and winter months. Gosh, Stephanie, most people that I know watch TV and click the clicker. (laughs) That's not really true. I know lots of healthy people, but when I read something like that, it's like, oh my gosh, this is a different species. So welcome, Stephanie. I want to bring you into the conversation. But first, there was something in your bio that brought up another question for me that I think Giacomo wants to answer, but certainly I'd love to hear from everybody It's often argued, okay, yeah, you guys are doing the bodybuilding as vegans, but you built those bodies with meat and dairy, and now you're just kind of of gliding along. What do you say to that? And this is a question that we get get, um, asked very, very frequently, so I'm, I'm I'm glad we're covering it. 
Um, basically, so I've, I've eaten meat and dairy in the past, and I've even, you know, competed on a standard American diet. At this point, however, I mean, I've been vegan for over 10 years. I've competed. This is going to my third time competing as a vegan bodybuilder. I, I'd know if it wasn't working for, you know, by now. I, I haven't seen any muscle loss. I've gone through fat loss and, and muscle cycles as a vegan. So I don't see any issues. And then you can, you know, you can take the opposite, um, Tori Washington, who is, you know, once again, our most accomplished vegan athlete on the team, has actually been vegetarian since birth. And uh, since 1998, he's been a vegan. And just last month, he won his first pro bodybuilding show. So as a pro bodybuilder, he took first place in a pro bodybuilding show. And he's been vegetarian uh, for his whole, you know, and vegan for his whole life, basically. So um, it, it definitely can be done. That's very cool. <laughs> I love it. So, Stephanie, you're going out to Austin for the big deal this weekend? I am. In two hours, I leave uh-huh. work and we'll be heading to the airport. <laughs> so, so, Stephanie and Danny, fill us in. I think, in a way, we were talking earlier about how the idea of being a vegan bodybuilder just seems so odd to most people. But being a female bodybuilder seems odd too. And I'm a little bit confused. I know there are women who call themselves bodybuilders and there are also women who call themselves figure models. So what's the difference and who are you? And tell us about it. (laughs) Um, I'm competing as a novice figure competitor. So um, it's just like the different levels. Danny knows more about it because she's training lots of different people, but the level of body fat that you have and the level of... um, the size of the muscles that you build and the criteria for judging is just slightly different based on whichever category you're in. Yeah. Nice. So bikini. So there, there's different levels. There's bikini, figure, physique, and then bodybuilding, and that's pretty much the order of muscularity. So bikini models would be very slim, have very long muscles. They're lean, but they're not super lean. You're not seeing any deep cuts in their bodies, um, and they still have a very quote, feminine look to them, so to speak. And then it goes to figure. It's a little bit leaner, a little bit more muscle, physique, a little leaner, a little more muscle, and then bodybuilding, the most lean and the most muscle, more or less. So that's that's how it goes for women. So a woman who does this, if she's just walking down the street wearing street clothes, would you stop and say, oh, my goodness, that's a lot of muscles? Or would you just say, nice-looking woman? I mean, if, if they're in a bodybuilding class, you would probably be like, that's a strong person right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, lots of bikini and figure competitors just look like healthy, normal people in street clothes. Same, same can be said for male bodybuilders, too. Uh, most of the year, they just look like, you know, regular strongish guys in their street clothes. And most people are surprised to know that that's what these people look like in a, in a bikini, more or less. So what is the um, competitive life expectancy of a bodybuilder, male or female? How, how long can you do it? Um, I would say for natural people, which obviously everybody on this team is, it's a natural show. You can keep doing natural shows well into your – we have some people not that are not vegan, but at, looking at the roster, there are people competing in this show that are up in their late 60s. So, I mean, if yeah, you're not taking drugs or steroids, you can, I mean, you can keep doing it forever. And I've seen, I've seen some bodybuilders in, in their mid to late 70s even step on stage at some of the previous shows, the, the natural bodybuilding shows. So, 
um, it's definitely about how far you, you know, you want to take it. Well, that is really exciting because you hear about these distance runners and isn't there a, a distance runner who's a vegan and he's a hundred or 101 and, you know, still does this, but how cool that you can, can do the bodybuilding, um, on throughout life as well. So a lot of people out there find it a very strange sport, almost narcissistic. How do you respond to that? <laughs> uh, I think we're, we're probably all going to have different opinions on a this, I would say. Yeah. Then I'll just hear from um, everybody. I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that, it, I mean, it is pretty narcissistic, actually. Uh, in in my own personal opinion, there is obviously a lot of strength that goes along with this, but you're not being judged on your ability to lift heavy weight. You're not being judged on your physical ability really at all. You're being judged on how you look. That's what you're being judged on. Um, and, you know, that's not very useful in real life. However, I feel very, very differently about this particular competition because as a team of vegan athletes, basically we're proving to a, a, a sport that is very, very meat and dairy centric, uh, more so than, you know, the rest of America in general. If America is meat and dairy centric, bodybuilding is much more so. And we're proving, look, you can do this and you don't have to hurt animals. You don't have to, you know, no, nothing needs to be harmed for this. Um, so I really do firmly believe that this is really beneficial, regardless of whether or not bodybuilding is a super functional sport or not. Does anybody else yeah, want to I weigh in on Danny that? <laughs> I agree with Danny mostly. Uh, you know, this is my, excuse me, this is my first show and uh, uh, it's been an interesting and uh, fun endeavor, but uh, it isn't functional. Like I would like to go up and it doesn't matter that every week I throw up, you know, how I throw up, uh, you know, 95 pounds on bench for sets of 12 reps each, and but nobody knows that. It, it depends on how I look and 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 all those different factors. And my brother, my brother jokes that he I should just walk up in my suit, in my heels, and and power clean 120 pounds, and then walk off stage. Skip <laughs> <laughs> the posing, skip all that. You know, show show the functional fitness because you know that's. Uh, you know, that's more interesting necessarily. So just for, for those of us who are not familiar with all this, when you talk about a natural bodybuilding shows, that means no drugs. I think some people listening might Correct. think that means everybody eats natural foods, but it means no, no steroids no. and yeah. growth enhancers. Is that right? No steroids, no drugs, no diuretics, um, nothing like that. And you get, you have a, a drug test, like a urine test, and you also have a polygraph test. So they're okay. testing several ways to make sure people are staying honest. Okay. And and then when um, there was another phrase that came up that, um, ah, it was something that, that you just said, Stephanie. Ooh. Well, it, it left. So um, maybe that question will come back. My grandmother used to say, if you forget what you were going to say, it was a lie. Although I don't know how a question could be a lie, but I always believe my grandmother. So how do you get training for for this kind of thing? If you just go to your local gym and you happen to be a vegan, is is the trainer there going to give you grief? 
I'd like to I'd like to weigh in on this um, this particular question because I've seen it happen all too often and um, and since we you know we we train online as well I can't tell you how many people come to us and and tell us that that their trainers won't even train them if they refuse to eat meat or dairy and and I just it just doesn't it just doesn't seem like that should be the case and it's, there's just this heavy bias and and there's just too many myths out there that's the only way to do it. Um, you know, and, and it discourages people from being fit and active and healthy um, just because of their personal choices. And so, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a very common, a very common uh, question. It's a very common uh, concept in um, in gyms, unfortunately. But we're we're looking to break through those barriers. Now, when you say that you train people online, this is just amazing to me because there's nothing that seems to me more hands-on and person-to-person than personal training. How do you do it online? Anybody? So, so basically, um, I, I, I guess I can, mm-hmm. I can chime in over here, too, for you. So uh, basically, you know, some, uh, someone approaches online and says they're looking for some help um, meeting their goals, um, whether it's their, you know, their workouts are dialed in, but they're not sure if they're eating properly or vice versa or both. And um, and what we do is, you know, we start introduction. We we find, you know, we find out a little bit about um, a person's lifestyle, what they're looking to do um, in the short term and long term. Um, and, and so basically, because I mean, it, it, you know, you want to lay out a plan that someone's going to succeed on. If you just give somebody, you don't give someone direction, and you just tell them what they need to eat and how they need to train, they're not going to stick with it. But if you give somebody motivation, you give them something that's based on how they want to do it, then they're going to be set up to succeed. So it's, so it's pretty much a, a back and forth and finding out what, what the best fit for each individual client. And there's, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. Some people want to do it gluten-free. Some people want to do it soy-free. Some people want to do it with, you know, some comfort food here and there. And, um, and that's, you know, some people want to do it on a raw food diet. And however, however it is that you're looking to, to accomplish your goals, you should be accommodated. And, you know, there's, there's a, a, way to do it as long as there's a will. Well, I think just having the will to have a trainer online would, would be something amazing. <laughs> that just seems like such a, well, that's, a that's stretch. I've noticed that a lot of people that I train online, a lot of them are really looking for accountability more than anything else. You know, I, I've trained lots of people who are perfectly competent to, you know, make their own different types of plans to fit their needs, but if they don't have somebody to check in with, they might not stick to it. And sometimes that's a big part of it too. Yes. And I remembered the question for Stephanie. You talked about functional fitness and I've heard that phrase and I'm thinking about you're about to go to the airport. And so is it, does functional fitness mean you can just heave ho your bag up into that overhead with more ease than a lot of people? Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably true. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what your question was. Well, I mean, if I could just use. What is functional fitness as opposed to all the other kinds? So what I, what I was trying to say is that, uh, as opposed to just, so that I'm going to be standing on stage with six other girls and, um, we're all going to be fairly similar Hopefully I look better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all going to look fairly similar, have a, a sparkly suit on and be wearing similar shoes and have our faces painted and all this um, and all this stuff. And 
have, you know, similar size belts, similar height, similar everything, but I might be able to heave and hoe my bag up uh, easier because I can lift more weights, whereas the girl standing next to me who may be better built, um, maybe she can only lift 10 pounds or, or 5 pounds or can't, or there's those people like the Danny was talking about who are just more naturally inclined or able to build muscle, whereas, you know, somebody else might have had to work you know, slightly harder, just slightly different. That's the, that's sort of what I was trying to say by 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 functional fitness. Okay, you know, usable. Well, that makes that makes a, a a lot of sense. So, Danny, what's the procedure when you're training somebody who's not in your local area? How does it work? So there are a couple different ways. I train lots of people who are just you know pretty regular people who just want some help with their meal plans. Maybe they want to lose 15 pounds or things like that. And for that, it's pretty much entirely email. You know, we have a really detailed questionnaire they fill out, and we email back and forth and come up with something that works for them. Um, But with competitors, it's a little bit different because it's a little bit more hands-on. Things need to be tweaked pretty regularly, and there's lots of questions that come up. Um, so for competitors, I we also do email, but some people we talk on the phone, we text back and forth so that we can answer questions really quickly, um, and just basically try to stay in touch. I try to stay in touch with people as much as I can, because uh, com- competitions can make people kind of crazy, and uh, even... Even people that are really, really, you know, on the right path, if, you're, if you don't have somebody to tell you that you're doing well and you're on the right path, you can start to think, like, oh, maybe I'm doing this wrong. Maybe I'm not going to be good enough. Maybe I'm not going to this or that. And, I mean, it happens to everybody. Um, so I really like to check in with people, uh, you know, just to, to make sure that's not happening because competitors tend to be their own worst critics. And, uh you know, you have enough pressure on you without needlessly worrying about things that don't don't need to be worried about, I guess. Yeah. So, um, Stephanie, how has veganism changed the way you look at, at health? I mean, is this way of eating the best for all athletes, in your opinion? I'm going to go ahead and say that, yes, that that's true. Um, one of the biggest things for me is... Um, the first step to having a healthy body is, is having a healthy mind and wanting to be, um, you know, the best version of yourself. And you're really the only person that has control over it. So um, what you put into your body and the different things that you use to um, build yourself really have an influence on what it is that, uh, you know, the results that you're, that you're able to get. Um, I do think that it is the best diet for any athlete like Danny and Jacqueline have talked about the um, the recovery time and just everything that, that comes out of um, all the all the benefits outweigh the the drawbacks and and I don't see necessarily any drawbacks because um, you know it's a, it's about uh, cruelty free and veganism and animal rights and all those kinds of things so. There's a lot of people out there who will say they're vegan, but they're really just on a plant-based whole food diet, whereas, uh, you know, in my heart's in it, it's uh, about the ethics. It's about, it's about more than that. So knowing that I'm standing up and doing something right for um, the world makes everything so much better. So my body is built clean and my mind is fresh. My mind is clean because 
I've taken away the nutritional and the, the mental stress of being a, um, a drain on, on the earth. <laughs> well, that, that is really beautiful. So in our last five minutes, um, Giacomo, what's ahead for Plant Built? Um, lots, actually. Um, we, um, if all goes well, uh, and, I, and I believe that it will, because we've partnered up with Vegan Health and Fitness Magazine to help promote this show, Yes. Um, which I'll mention in another, in just a moment. We plan on competing annually, and we plan on um, having more than just bodybuilders and figure athletes and fitness athletes and bikini athletes on our team. The show over here, the Nationally Fit Super Show, um, is all-encompassing, and they're open to any sort of ath- uh, athletic event. So say there's a group of vegan runners that want to compete with us next year, um, we're looking for all sorts of vegan athletes to join Plant Built um, in September, and we'll be reviewing applications and considering it. If anybody wants or if anybody's interested, let us know as soon as possible, and, um, and we should be able to hopefully create an event just for you. We'll be able to do it bigger and better year after year. And, um, and then most, you know, in, most importantly for this year, um, be on the lookout at your local Whole Foods market or local co-op or you know, uh, organic produce store. Uh, even uh, Barnes and Nobles, as uh, there will be a special collector's edition on newsstands of Vegan Health and Fitness magazine, and it will be exclusively about plant built. You can find out even more about uh, Stephanie, myself, Danny, and um, and the rest of the 14 vegan athletes who are competing this year. Um, so we look forward to the show, and we look forward to the future of plant built. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to see that. Well, I love vegan health and fitness, and even I am in it this month, which is just such an honor. Oh, awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. You don't think that you live to be old enough that your daughter is all grown up and married, and then you get in a fitness magazine. It's like, you know, life is very cool, and the vegan life um, is never of all. Late. Never. It's it's very exciting, really thrilling. Okay, Danny, do you have any closing words? Uh, no, just good luck to all the competitors this weekend, and I hope if you're in Austin, you're able to make it out to the show. The Saturday show will be the most uh, audience-friendly. It's pretty fun, so I hope we get a good crowd to cheer on the vegan athletes. Yeah, well, we've certainly been talking it up. We had Big Bald Mike on a few weeks ago, the arm wrestler. Yes. He's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, he's just an amazing guy. So it's Mm -hmm. wonderful to just... So how much crossover is there? I mean, do you guys know the mixed martial artists and some of these other people, or are the sports pretty well um, their own little categories? For for the show, you mean, or like... Well, no, just in in your general life of, of knowing other vegan athletes. Um, it's actually, there is a fair amount of crossover. Uh, the vegan athlete community, at least it's online presence, most of the people, at least, at the very least, know of each other. Um, so that's pretty cool. And like everywhere we go, we meet more and more people in person. We've created some pretty lasting friendships that way, actually. Yeah. So vegan athletes look out for each other, I would say. Well, that is very cool. So, Danny, you're not competing, but you are, Stephanie, correct? So do we say that break a leg? <laughs> break a barbell? I don't know I what you say. Not. <laughs> yeah. And, and Jocko, you're like competing. That. 
So just yes. all the best to you guys and all the best to the whole team. We will be looking for that issue of Vegan Health and Fitness. And you can find out more about these wonderful people at plantbuilt.com and also at veganproteins.com because guess what? You can get your protein from plants. Who knew? Well, we know now. <laughs> so thanks to all of you. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Thanks to our wonderful engineer, Jeff, and to Unity Online Radio. You know, Unity Online Radio has really gone out on a limb to provide this programming. And if you want to just click onto their site and, and do a little support for this wonderful, wonderful station, the voice of an awakening world, that would just be very, very much appreciated. And you know what else is appreciated? That you listen. I'm just so, so happy to watch the show grow and to get to know all of you silently and otherwise. Join us next week when our guest is Sherry Cobb, the author of You Mind If I Have a Cheeseburger? Bye, everybody. God bless and eat your veggies. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. As Reverend Felicia Blanco Cerce points out in her book, Do Greater Things, there is the potential for joy, wholeness, and expansiveness designed into every moment. And the miracle is when we recognize the constant presence of these qualities all around us. Once we see what is possible, our lives then begin to change. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Ever 
ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They share Unity's classic teachings. Join Reverend Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, For Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings. Follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine these foundational teachings through the works of Unity authors past and present. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 